0: And we're live in three, two, one.
1: Back at it like never before. That clap was the best one yet.
0: That was a good one, man. I bet we were perfectly in sync.
1: Bro, I've missed this, man. I have missed this.
0: Oh, dude. I know. Me too. It. I remember when, when I was living in Houston, there were times where I'd tell people, like, yeah, I have a podcast. And then since we hadn't podcasted in the past, I don't know what it's been, like maybe six to eight weeks. I'm so reluctant to tell people because I've kind of felt like a fraud.
1: Well, and it doesn't feel like the last thing you want to do is be like, yeah, I have this podcast. And then they go and they're like, oh, yeah, cool. You even uploaded in two months. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's exactly
0: what I was thinking. They're like, yeah, you like literally don't podcast anymore. Like, why are you still talking? Either, about either you're a
1: lazy piece of shit or you just don't actually like podcasting. So,
0: And that's how I felt, man. I felt like, you know, in a way we... By not podcasting, we were kind of setting an example that I didn't really like. Like, oh, we start something and we don't follow through with it. And that obviously isn't the case. We've still been... Honestly the reason we haven't been podcasting is because it just at this point in what we've been doing it just hasn't been a priority rightfully so because we're remote and we can't do the podcast in the same way we could before obviously I have a white background you have a pretty sweet background hopefully we both have that background soon but it 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 just hasn't been right to do it but now that I'm only you know two and a half weeks away from coming there it's like it's time to get this thing rolling
1: well, I think that, that that's exactly what we need this first one back to be like, and sort of an explanation, not that we owe an explanation because you know we don't. This is, once we sort of walk through the story of what's been happening, it's gonna be pretty obvious why the podcast has fallen down on, on the priority list because when we started this, when we started becoming hybrid, when we started uh, everything hybrid, the podcast was like the number one thing we were doing because as you were in Texas and I was in Florida, we had no nothing else to do to grow the, the you know hybrid brand and vision. And that changed drastically in the past, you know two months. That's what's been happening. And I think that that's a really important message to sort of keep the theme of what this podcast is. If you start doing something and you have a sort of an end goal or a vision, just know that the priorities you have in the beginning, number one, two, and three, all the way up to 10, or are going to get all jumbled around as you go 10 might become one eight might become five you know what i mean and then it might switch again and i say might but it definitely will so we just had we just had priority sh- shift and that's all and obviously we're going to walk through why and what happened because there's a lot to update on but you know really it was just a big old shift in priorities and Right, yeah. So.
0: And, and we knew that. I mean, we, we knew when, when we hadn't been podcasting in the past couple of weeks, we knew, oh, we're not letting go of the podcast or anything like that. I mean, one big reason we're not is because of the unbelievable feedback and action that people take based on this podcast. Like, I honestly get my mind blown all the time. Like, I know one kid... I think he like left his job and bought a guitar and like started picking up things that he wouldn't have otherwise done until he listened to us. And these are people that I don't know. I mean, I was telling you last night, somebody that I respect so much listens to every single episode. It's like, what? Like you care about what I have to say that much, even when I'm not talking directly to you. And and so this thing is so worth doing. In the beginning, we said if we just had an impact on one person, this was worth it. Well, We've had an impact on way more than one person person and so we're definitely not letting this thing go and it it feels great to be back um i i think i I guess we should probably roll into updating them on you know where we're at what we're doing and what we've been up to the past couple months so i'll let you kick it off since the the most things have been going on with with hybrid cheer that's a doozy. Yeah. So one I, well, of the actually, episodes... I'll, I'll say the first big piece of information is that we are not going to Tampa.
1: We are going to be based out of Jacksonville, at least probably for the next few years. Yeah, I'll dive into that because that was that was one of the things that a really interesting part of doing anything entrepreneurial, starting your own venture, is that obviously it all starts with some sort of vision, something in your head that you're like, yeah, I like the idea of that. That interests me. It motivates me. It 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 brings me energy, and you start pursuing it. And I think a lot of people might get caught off guard if if they are doing that. If you are somebody that's doing that, in in how things change so quickly too, and we were we were gung ho. I mean, we said we will be doing this thing. We will be opening a gym in Tampa, and now we have a gym in Jacksonville. We actually have. I'm sitting in the gym in Jacksonville. So. It's just funny how that happens because most people would be like, well, you said you were going to open a gym in Tampa. And it's not that we failed that. It's just that in the journey towards that, we found a a little offshoot, a little path that ended up being the better path for us to take. And now here we are. So... One of the episodes, I don't know which one it was, but we talked about Hybrid Cheer and I kind of gave an explanation of what it is and and what we're doing and how that integrates with everything hybrid. Um, you know, it's it's the brand. Hybrid is the brand. And so that's just one leg of, of hybrid. And, and it's the one that has taken off the quickest. So I started that about July. July 11th was the first clinic in 2021. And since then, we have had clinics not just in florida not just in jacksonville but in georgia in tennessee pennsylvania connecticut new york and new jersey so we have now done this in so many different states and that that was that was in the time frame of going from the the very first one july 11th nobody knew who we were we didn't have a name we had no sort of reputation and now six months you know not even six months down the road now we're in gyms all across new england we're in gyms out of state but um what we have done now is open a gym to serve the clients we have in jacksonville and this space is going to be the first hybrid headquarters which we were going to open in tampa um which by the way we gave ourselves the timeline of what summer of this year yeah we summer like, of
0: 2022 is when we said it would it would happen july actually i think it was like july 2nd july 1st july 2nd
1: because that was the day yeah that was the day we talked about it so we we're like okay, it was this the one day, year 22 yeah. yeah one year so we signed the lease for this place on on uh, October thirty first or November yeah November first is when we actually moved into this space. So so
0: instead of twelve months, it was like four four.
1: Yeah, we when we had our first physical space. So this location starting is cheer, but Ryan just to share a part of your story is moving up here in what a couple weeks two and a half weeks. So so Ryan went from Texas to florida back home in florida to jacksonville all within a few months is what that's going to look like so this won't just be cheer it's going to really incorporate uh, all of hybrid we're going to be training the cheerleaders but we're also going to have a fitness component we're going to have a cafe upstairs we're going to podcast out of this building i mean the the amount of things that we're going to do in this space it's truly the first hybrid headquarters. So, I you know, I've been running forward with with this in Jacksonville and and it's been huge for us as far as brand development, business development, and all that stuff, but this is just the beginning for it. Jacksonville happened to be home, and that's not to say that we won't have a gym in Tampa sooner than we probably think, but you know, this is where this is where we ended up. This is where we're starting, and I am really excited to sort of I you know, that was a really quick. I didn't want to get too deep into it because I'm going to let you go on, you know, where you are, what you've been doing, but uh, I'm excited to sort of walk back through that process and, and talk about, you know, every step of the way because, dude, there was there was times where I was just like, what the hell am I doing? What are we doing? Like, what is going on? And who gave us the right to do this? And all of those internal thoughts at every step of the process, I think is where a lot of people either go all in or they're like, dude, this is terrifying. I'm not doing this. Or they doubt themselves. So, I, you know, I want to share all of that. But anyways, um, that's kind of what's going on here in Jacksonville. We just bought a house five bedroom, four bathroom house so that we all can live nine minutes from the warehouse and make this our lives. And that's what's going on in Jacksonville.
0: I'm so glad you brought up all of those, all of those doubts that you had and all those thoughts, because that's been something I've been dealing with. You know, you, you've been doing this hybrid cheer thing now for, you know, basically a few months in full swing where you're just, you know, hammering on this thing. And I am about to come up there and be a part of that. And, and not as much hybrid cheer but the hybrid fit component that we're going to start which is going to be very very closely intertwined with hybrid cheer because we're going to be training the cheerleaders and helping them become better athletes and healthier and and, and helping them develop these habits that they're going to carry into their their future you know careers as cheerleaders and just into their lives and and now i am having those thoughts that you were just talking about like who qualifies me to do this what am I doing I've never trained athletes like what like what's the first session gonna be like am I gonna you know work the cheerleaders too hard am I gonna give them too much rest time am I gonna give them the exact exercises they need for their goals or am I gonna I don't want to you know mess anything up or am I gonna give them enough flexibility training you know am I, am I gonna do right I have all these questions in my head like how am I gonna do this how, how am I gonna be able to individualize it for each cheerleader and some like that to the best of my ability for those that's appropriate for. And I have all these questions, all these doubts. I'm nervous, but I'm so thankful because over the past couple months, what I've been doing while you've been doing hybrid cheer is I've been helping my mom open up a little mobile coffee shop. And at the beginning, I, I, had similar thoughts like am I how many drinks am I gonna mess up is it gonna be too hot too cold am I gonna mess up pulling this shot how good is it gonna taste how do I make this drink how do I do it efficiently and all this stuff and and I'm able to go back on that experience helping my mom open this little mobile coffee shop and pull from like hey you had the same thoughts when y'all started getting that going and not only that but my mom isn't into coffee the same way I am and so the thoughts that I've been having are imagine if you feel unqualified to train athletes or you felt unqualified to help with this coffee shop, even though I knew a lot about coffee, imagine how she felt and she's doing it and we're getting better every single day. And so that's just how I'm rolling into this hybrid fit thing is I just know that it just has to continue getting better. I just have to do my best and we just have to continue to grow and learn and get better and better and better. So I kind of, you know, went on both things there, which is where I've been and what I've been doing, which is helping my mom open this mobile coffee trailer and studying a lot to be the best trainer that I could be. And then now rolling into what we're going to get into in two and a half weeks when I get a Jack's.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's a really important piece of information to sort of drive home like the the. Sort of uh, lack of confidence that you have doing anything new, no matter who you are and what you know and what you've done. There's always that piece of like, ooh, you know, am I is it am I gonna be able to do this? What's this gonna look like off the bat? I mean, even the podcast, man. When we first started, it's like, are we going to sit here and stutter and trip over our words? Is this gonna look good? Is it gonna sound good? Like are we gonna know what to talk about? And if you just if you just start, usually you find those things that work and those things that don't work. And as long as you can sort of fake it till you make it in the beginning, you know, you, you get to a point where you are competent and it's really important. Obviously it's different when it comes to training people and actually having them do things because obviously injury is a real is a big factor and and um, you know, when I first started coaching cheerleading and specifically the stunting side uh you know i'm trying to teach these girls how to quite literally flip their bodies up onto my hands one hand it down and his- it's
0: your hands you, you i mean that is like maximum responsibility and that's the other thing that's given me strength is like yo body bondi trains girls to do this and these are girls who don't know how to do these stunts so it's really on you to make sure that they're successful the first couple attempts or however many attempts and i'm like if he can do that you can train them
1: yeah and and there's part of it that is again it's that confidence i have in lo- the things i have learned i would love to go see uh, what literature i can find in coaching cheerleading you know what i'm saying and proper you know biomechanics of teaching a stunt it doesn't exist so you know you do a fantastic job and part of the reason i'm so excited to have you up here is you constantly sending me articles saying man I read this really great book I stumbled on this really good you know this guy with his PhD in exercise physiology that writes all kinds of good articles and and dude that was me when it came to nutrition science and and you know elements of exercising but that's what it takes it's con- constantly wanting to learn is what takes what it takes in the beginning for somebody to become a good coach and over the years it's funny now because if, if I you know and other my other coaches, if, if we're all sitting there like coaching and talking, um, it's really fun to have new coaches show up because of the way that they communicate with the with the athletes. Uh, I can get a girl to do all kinds of crazy things by giving them simple corrections that I've learned work over the years. Like, hey, the minute you see that wall, I'm gonna take both your hands and put them in your left pocket and watch the stunt will hit. And it's one of those things that you would never know that works until you've had experience coaching and teaching that skill. And you know Based on telling the girls to do that and those those physical cues that they'll do the right thing, and then eventually they understand it. But it's just all doing it and learning what works and what doesn't work, obviously in a safe manner. But I'm excited for us to start getting these these athletes trained on the strength and conditioning side as well, because I know they're gonna they're gonna just stick to it. They're gonna love it. So it, it, I mean, it's a really interesting experience. I've had the same sort of learning curve. Uh, coaching that the stunting that I think you're obviously gonna experience doing the strength and conditioning but you know once you get rolling man it's just I'm very
0: thankful that I, I have you and I'll have the other guys around because you guys understand the sport so well so as we develop these programs and stuff and that is definitely a wee thing, I'm going to have you guys to be able to check me and have conversations with me and all of us just come together to make sure that we are doing the absolute best thing for these athletes. I think it's going to be learning for all of us. And I think it's going to be fascinating to really see what works and what doesn't work to make them better. And it's like you said, there's no literature and, and probably not very much guidance on how do you train a cheerleader to become a better cheerleader. And yeah, the, the colleges do it and stuff like that. But I think we're, we're really going to be able to take it to another level because they're very young. And so, and also I'm sure we'll be spending a lot of time with them outside of competition season season and stuff like that, kind of off-season stuff. So we'll be able to do things that are a little less specific, like specific to cheer and the exact movements that they're doing in those off-season times. And it'll be really interesting to see how we can, you know, progress those movements and those exercises towards season and see the benefits that they end up getting um, when when we arrive there. You know, something that you're talking about your experience with, with with training and not only do you have experience training cheerleaders, but you also have experience in the sport. And to give everybody a little bit of background, when I was in college, I did, uh, I was a personal trainer for basically, let's just call it like, I don't know, six months or something like that because we go through this whole program at FSU if you work as a personal trainer at the gym where they basically train you to become a personal trainer and then you train people for a while. and at that time, I was really into bodybuilding and just looking the best that I could. And so as I was learning about personal training, the stuff that I absorbed the most was the stuff that was relative, uh, relevant to to bodybuilding. Well, now that I'm training for this ultra marathon, so I'm like training as an athlete, somebody who wants to perform well in, in a sport that's honestly very demanding. Running is very demanding. And not only that, but ultra marathon running is very demanding. So there's a lot of things I have to think about with nutrition. And honestly, a lot of things I have to think about biomechanically and strength, cardio respiratory system. I have to think about all these different systems of my body and how I can optimize them in my training. So now that I'm studying for my personal training exam again, and I'm reading through all this, all the material, I'm absorbing so much more because just about everything is relevant to me now plyometrics i didn't care about plyometrics when i'm trying to be a bodybuilder who cares how reactive my muscles are now i see the benefit in running how much i can bounce off the ground with every footstep or my cardio respiratory system it's like cool i'm just gonna do a couple miles a day well now it's like how do i maximize the cardio benefit that i get and as i'm going through i'm learning oh if you have a strong cardio system you're gonna recover faster in the gym you can get more work done in the gym and so i say all this because It's one thing to try and learn and then teach. And it's possible and it's doable. But once you, if you are doing and and you, put into practice what you're learning, I feel like that's when it becomes really valuable and you really, that that stuff really takes seed in your mind. And it, I, I believe I'm going to be such a better trainer than I was in college. And Dan, the person I'm running the ultra marathon with, he's like, yeah, man, after you know studying all this stuff to be a better ultra runner, I feel like I'd be a way better personal trainer than I was in college. He was our supervisor at the gym. And I'm like, man,
1: a thousand percent. It's a hundred, and the funny thing about all of it is that normally that ability to pass, I mean, what is teaching? What is coaching? What is training? It's just the ability for one person to pass information onto another and it's quality information. I would include, you know, passing quality information on to somebody else so that they can achieve whatever goal that is. And I, you know, anything right? Anything that you're teaching or training somebody to do. And I think that the people who acquire the most quality information are those who are passionate about that thing. And if you aren't somebody who does that thing, if you're passionate, you're going to do it, you know, and that's usually where it starts. And that's where cheer started for me. That's why I know how to stunt. That's why I know how to coach stunting. And that's what, All of this is going to be for you. You know, you're passionate about what you're doing, and you're going to just absorb all this information that you already have, and you're already sharing it with me, and now you're just going to share it with the athletes, and you're going to have them apply it, and I think that that sort of passion, like you were just saying, is necessary to a degree to be an effective uh, coach, communicator, trainer. Uh, for people that you're working with and and it's always bugged me I don't I don't want to I don't want to rag on anybody because I don't like that you know I don't want that to be this the kind of vibe that this podcast has but uh, it's always bugged me when you have people who are you know nutritionists or personal trainers and they're overweight I'm like okay there's a disconnect between the information that you have and either your ability to apply it or the information you have itself so there's there's something there that just makes me say, well, I don't know that you're necessarily going to be the most effective person at teaching or coaching this thing. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm sure there's fantastic uh, people with great information, knowledge, and can coach and teach who are maybe overweight or you know not the most healthy individuals. But um, I say that because I think that that true passion and true application into your own life. It teaches you not only based on the empirical evidence and data, but you apply it and you learn based on your experience applying that information, and then you can, again, pass that along to other people. So that's something that I really like about what we're creating, because hybrid is all about us us living the lives that we want to live, and in doing so, sharing that experience with other people, and in turn, coaching and teaching and training them and teaching them how to you know, do what we've done. and become uh better you know and achieve the things that they want to
0: yeah and honestly if you're just if you're just doing something related like you know for example running is very very different than cheerleading but in a lot of ways the the way you have to approach becoming a better runner is a very similar way you'd have to approach becoming a better cheerleader and what i mean by that is the systems for becoming a better athlete really right and so so the the experience that i'm getting training myself and all that i have to learn and all that i'm absorbing i just know that it's going to help me so much when i come and help you train the cheerleaders it, it was similar like working at the coffee shop like i said gave me so much perspective on beating down those doubts that i have rolling into this so you just got to do man we're we're doers um i had i had somewhere i wanted to to take this but I completely forgot it might have been
1: I I, if if it comes back up bring it up but I wanted to I want to have this conversation because I've been really curious to ask you this you and you actually kind of alluded to it last night and I think that this is if anything this is the epitome of what we want to share with people uh, on an experiential level but also um, you know it's 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 one of the most difficult parts of doing what we're doing right saying See you later to a full time job and a norm, you know what I'll call like a normal um, life or at least one that just sort of fits that mold of society. The the typical sort of go to college, get a nine to five, work, retire, blah blah blah. Um, You 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 had a big shift, man. Like you were working a job. Where you got paid very well, right out of school. You're a young guy. You moved to Texas. You pay for all your own stuff. You have your own apartment. You have all your own furniture. You you, you completely made yourself, you were financially independent. But you left that. And you went from not only uh, having a full-time job, but one that pays extremely well, you know, to nothing, to not
0: that. Well, yeah, what I'm, yeah I love you know i make the joke all the time like you know i drive a really nice truck it's you know it was brand new when i bought it 2 years ago and i always make the joke like when somebody's like oh nice truck i'm like yeah it's very appropriate for me considering i'm unemployed and i'm not really like unemployed you know but i like to make that joke cuz it's it's a i don't know i find it funny i i just i find i like knocking myself like that cuz i know what i'm what i'm doing but you know to be completely transparent and and this is something that i really I want us to do as much as we can on the podcast is just be even with just numbers being as transparent as possible like when Nick Bear was starting up his gym Nick Bear is the guy who owns BPM supplements he uh runs ultra marathons he's like a hybrid athlete but he's he's very fit he would literally go into the details of how much this gym was going to cost to open up and stuff like that. And I thought it was amazing. So to be completely transparent, I probably made like 115, $120,000 my first year as an engineer. So when Bondi says, you know, I was making good money coming right out of school, I I was making really good money coming out of school. And I want to be transparent about that because people might think, oh, well maybe Bondi meant like he was making, you know, 60 or 70 K and that's not that hard to leave. I mean, I was making 115, which is a lot. It, It with you know bonuses and a little bit of overtime and stuff like that coming out of school which mostly to even add to that almost every week I worked a straight 40 hours a week so I'm not working 60 hours a week to make 115 there were a couple times where we had turnarounds and I had to work night shift and I made some extra money which got me from my base salary of like 98k to up to like 115 Um, but so yeah, I was working, like you said, a nine to five. I was working like six to four and yeah, for like two and a half years. And how
1: old how old were you?
0: Well, coming out of school, I guess I was like twenty two. So from like twenty two so to twenty
1: four. Twenty two um, years old, and you're making you're making six figures. You know, that right, is Right,
0: right. So the upside was was pretty great. I was an engineer and I'm actually the uh the ceo of shell shells where i worked the ceo was i believe a chemical engineer a chemical process engineer as well that's where he had started so really the upside was was limitless for me in this company but whenever i looked at the people above me that i always asked myself like oh am i would i like to have their job is that something that i, I could see myself doing and the answer was always no and i always thought to myself well it 30 years from now, when I'm at retirement age and I look back at my life, am I going to be proud of doing this, making shell money and helping shell solve problems? Am I going to be proud of that life? And the answer was no. And, and would I be like disgusted by it or anything? No, but I'm not going to look back at my life and be like, Oh my gosh, you definitely, you know, did the most with your life. And, and so you come along and, and, and you have this, this idea and, and I jump right on it. And so then I took, I said, well, I said, Hey, by the end of the year, by January 1st, 2022, I'm going to be back in Florida and we're going to do this thing. And that decision was made uh, within about 48 hours of Bondi showing up in Houston. And I think it was November 10th was my last day at work and I left like the next day.
1: Yeah. So pause really quick because I I love that 48 hours because I think a lot of people it, and I'm, I'm going to, I want to, that 48 hours and then there comes Game time, right? You said 48 hours later, you were like, yes, sir, okay. I I have already made the decision that this is happening. I'm leaving my job. Now comes time to actually do it. What was going through your head? Because I think a lot of people have that like, that's it, I'm quitting. I'm gonna live the life that I wanna live. And then it comes down to like, okay, now you gotta quit, here's the time to quit. And they're like, I don't know about this. So I wanna know like, what were you thinking and feeling when you finally said, no, that's it. I'm walking into my boss's office and I'm saying, here's my two weeks.
0: Oh, actually. Wow. I'm so glad you asked that because I totally forgot what I did. So if I would have say, I I said, I left November 10th. If I would have left, I think like it was like December 7th or actually it might've been December 1st. If I would have stayed until December 1st and put my two weeks in on December 1st, I would have gotten about like a, probably a 10 to $13,000 bonus. But And that's what I was really waiting on. I was going to leave then and I knew I was going to get back into Florida around like December 20th, right before Christmas. Well, as the months went on, August, September, October, my mom gets this little mobile coffee shop that she's trying to get going. So she quits her job, okay? Bondi leaves his job in in real estate and he's got this warehouse in Jacksonville and here I am working, waiting on a paycheck. And I was thinking to myself, I was at the gym one night and I was just like, what am I doing what am I doing you know like they're out doing what I want to be doing that I'm waiting on what am I doing and I thought I am literally just hanging around for a paycheck and and I told my mom like I think I need to leave and I I think it was the very next day that I went in and, and put in my two weeks I had these thoughts like a week or two before like oh I'm tired of working here I think I should just leave but I can't give up the ten thousand blah 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 but I just had this realization like I'm just waiting around for a paycheck. And and that is everything that I, I preach about is stop selling yourself and your time just for a paycheck. And I, that is all I was doing. I had no more skin in the game. I had no reason to be there anymore except for that paycheck. And so the next day I went in and I put in my two weeks and I just walked to my boss's office. I said, Hey man, I'm going to go open up a coffee shop and and open a gym. And he was like, Hey man, can't argue with that. And everybody was pretty surprised. Like, wow, I can't believe you didn't wait around for the bonus. And a lot of people that I told, I'm sure thought I was absolutely crazy leaving 12 grand on the table. It would have been really nice to have. Like, it could have bought all the gym equipment we needed, but it was so worth it. Looking back that I, I haven't had any regrets. Like I said, until you reminded me of that, I completely forgot that I even made that decision. And it, 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 I never, I never regretted it. I still haven't regretted it because I've got to come here and I learned all that I learned and it, it's been, it's been great. I, I really, I really pulled the trigger. Like not only did I leave this job, but I left it a month early and, and missed out on basically, you know, twice double pay for that month. And so now I'm here and I, I, I guess you could say I don't have a job. I, I, I work in the coffee trailer sometimes and help out and I detail boats here and there, which I make really good money. I made like $40 an hour detailing a boat, which was really cool. Um, and I don't mind cause I'm with a buddy. We're just BS and listening to music. So I honestly was enjoying that more than I was enjoying the engineering work. Um, and so I'm just kind of like making some money to pay my bills until I get to Jacksonville in two and a half weeks. And I've also been studying for personal training. So I have been busy, you know, training for the ultra marathon. I've been very busy, but it, it honestly, I was. I think I told you this last night, it doesn't feel like a massive life change to me because what it really feels like is before I was spending nine hours a day doing something I didn't really want to be doing and as soon as I got off work, I would completely forget about work. It was gone until the next morning and then I would go do what I want to do. Well, now it's like, that nine hours is just gone and I'm just doing what I want to do all the time. And that's what it feels like. It, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a big life change. I'm just, the the time that I spent doing what I wanted to do has just now taken up my entire day instead of the, the last three hours of it.
1: You know, what's so interesting about that? I want to, I want to go right off of that because I've actually been struggling with that same concept. So Obviously I have a lot of work to do. I have to not only coordinate with gym owners and coaches, but parents and athletes and set up schedules and make sure things are running smoothly on the front end and the back end. Make sure that the space is coming along. You know, I have to make sure that I'm paying our rent and I'm getting the coaches paid. There is no shortage of things to do, but it none of it really feels it's not work to me because i i genuinely enjoy doing all of it and i ask myself this question all the time and i ask people this question all the time would you do what you're currently doing for money if you weren't getting paid and the answer to that question now, I can confidently say, yes, I would do everything I do in a day if I wasn't getting paid for it. This podcast, stunting with our athletes, coordinating events with coaches and gyms across the nation, I would love doing all of that because I love connecting, I love networking, I love meeting new people, I love organizing events and getting people together and watching them you know, enjoy themselves, coaching and learning and stunting. And every little bit of, of what we're about to add is something I would also do because I love it. And the struggle comes in and that I still look at all of this stuff and I see tasks as work. Like I still categorize them as work. And I feel like the one thing that I'm gonna try to do better in 2022 is dissociate the word work from the things that I do. It's just it because I'm making myself look at it like work and i don't like that because it's almost making it seem like oh i have these you know tasks on my to-do list and it's like yeah but these are all things you were like enjoy doing so in it's just sort of like a making that mindset shift and not everything that you do and make money doing has to be work or you know a task or a job like it's just allowing myself to really accept the fact that i genuinely am doing what i love and doing it you know thinking of it like that being excited about it and i think that that's the best way to phrase it i've i've given it a label so that i'm not like getting as excited about it as as i know i would if it wasn't if it wasn't work and um i've i've done i've done better doing it already but i just love the way that you said that like you are just now you're you said you're busy and I, i wanted to piggyback off that because i'm busy as i've ever been but i it doesn't feel like it, I'm not like, I'm not bogged down by work, I'm not overwhelmed by all the stuff I have to do, I'm just busy, but I'm busy doing, let's say that you planned a day out of just fun activities, that's what my days look like, (laughs) it's like I just crammed in a bunch of fun activities into a Monday, and, uh, and it really hit me when we woke up one day in Pennsylvania, the Monday after Christmas, and we all woke up we got we got our stuff together we got dressed we went to the gym and we had a stunt clinic and I'm like Kirk I looked at Kirk mid-stunt clinic I said bro it's Monday we're back to work after Christmas he's like what are you talking about I'm like we literally woke up today and had to go back to work after the holiday on the on Monday and I was like but think about it like we're here stunting like we love doing this this is crazy and we're getting paid really well right now to do this so it's something that I've just like had so many internal conversations with lately and even this podcast like i woke up today and i was like oh got to go to the gym and podcast but like hell yeah I, I i'm excited to go to the gym and podcast like nobody is telling me when or what to do anything it's all just you know i get to do that and it's more difficult than i anticipated accepting that and staying excited about it that's so interesting for me it's actually been the opposite it whenever
0: i go detail a bow, I would never tell somebody like, "Oh yeah, I gotta work today." I just say, "Oh, I'm detailing a boat today," or whenever I would go work the coffee shop, I would say, "Yeah, I'm working the trailer." But to me, it, it was it was more of like, "Oh, I'm I'm am i I'd never looked at it like that. Like I looked at it as I'm just gonna go and and serve people from from the coffee trailer. I've just been able to to just do what I want to be doing on any day. For example, yeah, I was feeling a little bit of pressure with this podcast because today I was supposed to podcast, run, work out. And start detailing a boat and I was like then detailing felt like work because it was something I had to do today and it's a Sunday Mm -hmm. but the cool thing about doing whatever you want is I texted the guy and said hey man I'm just going to get started on it tomorrow because there's there's no massive rush for it to be done you know before the end of the day tomorrow. And so I'm able to do that. Now I'm going to go fishing today. And that's the cool thing about doing what you want to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, there are going to come times where you have things on the schedule and you are not going to move them, which is probably going to be the case most of the time with hybrid. But the cool thing is we set that schedule and and not only that, but we are setting that schedule because it's what we want to be doing during those times. This boat thing came out of nowhere and I thought I was, I didn't, we didn't really decide we were going to podcast until last night. And so that added more to this day. And I knew I probably shouldn't be working on a Sunday anyway. I should be enjoying a relaxing day. And so I'm glad I changed that up, but I'll keep that in mind when I go up to hybrid. But that's, that's kind of sad to me that, that you've looked at stuff like work. I, and kind of rightfully so you do do a a lot, I'm sure way more than I even know. And some of the stuff you do is probably relatively mundane at times. And so I, I, I do get it, but it's, it's great that you're aware of that. And, I think once things fall more into a rhythm, as weird as it sounds, it's probably going to feel less like work because there's going to be so much less chaos. Even with this podcast, it's going to become so much more sit down and go.
1: Oh, dude, I'm so excited. I can't express how excited I am for us to be in the same place and get to wake up literally living in the same house nine minutes from here and go, hey, man, let's grab our coffee and go to the Space and Podcast and just sit down and talk about whatever we want to talk about that's the beauty of it and i want to give a sort of a an example of what i feel like i've been experiencing let's say you are the parent of somebody getting married and you're putting together their wedding and you're hosting it at your house i feel like that person could very easily, in trying to coordinate everything, getting the food catered, making sure everybody knows where they're going, where they're sitting, what time the reception starts, what time, I feel like that person could very easily have that whole night happen and then the next day look back and go, I didn't even get to stop for a second and enjoy my daughter's wedding. You know what I'm saying? Because I was constantly trying to make sure X, Y, and Z were going properly. And I feel like that's what I've been experiencing. I'm so focused on making sure that everything is running smoothly. Everybody's happy. Everybody's where they need to be. And that I'm just, all of a sudden the day's over and I'm like, dang, I I just felt like I spent the whole time focused on making sure things were running smoothly, which needs to happen. But like you just said, once it gets to be more organized and I know how things run and we're in a groove then I feel like I'll be able to really step back and enjoy what we're doing, and and trust me, that is my goal, and I'm aware of it, um, it's just something that I didn't really, uh, I've just been reflecting on lately, and I'm like, man, I just am so focused on the operations, uh, rightfully so, that I I sometimes look back, and I'm like, I didn't even stop to like take it all in, you know, before I know what the clinic's over, and I'm like, dang, I didn't even get to like stop and watch all the smiling faces, and the girls being happy that they hit new stunts, and, and the coaches getting to work, you know, one-on-one, and um, and, you know, it's something I'm working on, but I think when everybody is here in the same place and we really find that groove, then I definitely am going to start, you know, being more conscious of that and doing it. And, and I'm really excited for it. So it's just part of the learning curve, I think.
0: Yeah. So do you think we've done a good job so far at explaining what the next steps are? I I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I feel like we should kind of let everybody know what we're up to because it is a bit different. Like we're not just going to have a gym with hybrid cheer functioning out of it it's actually kind of the opposite and i think we should give people an idea of maybe what what's going on
1: yeah i think that's a good a good way to sort of you know wind down this episode and conclude so um i mean ryan moves in two and a half weeks and like i said ryan has gone from six-figure job in texas to back home working a coffee trailer with his mom to now two week two and a half weeks from now moving up to jacksonville to move in to the house nine minutes from the warehouse and start training our athletes here at the gym and on the road with us when we travel for clinics so you know the next two weeks is going to be a period of a a transition period and then even you know into february as well once you get up here i think what people can expect is we're going to be cranking out content on social media i mean with you and i both here between the podcast and youtube videos and just instagram reels and all that stuff is going to be times 10 from what it is right now and i think that the um the ability for us to really like execute on all of the things that we want to is going to also like drastically increase so the podcast will be consistent again week to week we might even find ourselves doing more given that we're in the same spot and can just jump together and we don't have to worry about oh you know I don't know where you are what you're doing because you're in Texas Um, I know where you are and what you're doing because you're physically here with me so um, I don't know if that answered your question but I, I would just say that the sort of consistency in the content and everything that we've talked about I think is going to be one of the biggest game changers in the next three weeks
0: yeah i mean i where i where i really wanted to go with that was more of explaining the business model of hybrid cheer and and hybrid fit and and where we are now and and kind of what we see in the future i just got a big old f on that answer (laughs) yeah 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 you (laughs) definitely you definitely missed that one a little bit but i'll I'll just give them a quick overview and you correct me um where i'm wrong but hybrid cheer is a co-ed cheer company that is the has the intent of training younger athletes and preparing them to do co-ed cheer in college i'm sure you also train college level athletes as well yeah at times. i mean
1: i can give you honestly what i'm gonna do i'll just give you that i'll give a really brief like hybrid cheer business model and then i'll let you jump in with sort of what we plan on doing with hybrid fit um you know, hybrid cheer we are focused on creating a platform where athletes of all ages and skill levels can develop Uh, co-ed cheerleading skills because it's something that doesn't really exist for people unless they're juniors and seniors in high school and they start attending college clinics when they're held at different universities so these athletes some of them know when they're 11 12 years old that i want to learn how to do this side of the sport so i can go cheer in college and there is a ton of scholarship money available for these athletes if they are at the elite level So we basically take them in and we train them and teach them all that they need to know to not only get into the colleges, but make the team connect with the coaches. And uh, we do it with girls that are in college already as well. So it's not too late if they're in college and have some foundation, we can help train them to try out for their school team. And yeah, we do that for, like I said, all ages and skill levels. It's kind of like the prep school. It's like the private school of co-ed cheerleading. That's kind of what we've created here.
0: So the one thing that I think is really cool about hyper cheer, and I don't really want to go off on a tangent, but I just want to mention this because I think it's very cool is that, you know, you had said, I I saw one reel that you guys posted like, oh, she's a mother, she's this, she's that. So you guys aren't just trying to train girls to go cheer in college. You will train any person who wants these skills, even if it's just for fun and recreation.
1: Yep. And that's, it's all, you know, you take out of it what you want. But I would say that the the foundation of the mission is that if these girls are striving to cheer in college, we are going to make sure that we give them every opportunity possible uh, in training with us. So that's kind of the whole premise of it. And we also travel around because not a lot of uh, gyms have the oppor- can offer this service to their athletes. So that's why we've been going everywhere as well and we'll continue to do that. So bring in, you know, enter hybrid fit. Oh, sorry. Um,
0: so so moving beyond hybrid cheer, the next component of, of hybrid that we are gonna start to develop is hybrid fit. And rightfully so, where we are gonna start with hybrid fit is going to be training the cheerleader. So hybrid fit is kind of self-explanatory. Uh, but it's the the mission of hybrid fit is going to be to help these cheerleaders become better athletes through exercises and and strength and conditioning activities. Um I'm not sure how much younger cheerleaders do them now, I'm assuming it's not very much, if anything at all. Yeah, I remember you telling me in the past that a lot of these girls show up to college and then they just get thrown in the weight room. And so not only are we going to help make them better athletes, but when they show up to college, they're going to be so much more comfortable in their environment and already have so much more experience through the the weight training and the plyometrics and all the different things we will do with them along the way. So I'm really excited to be able to come in and help these cheerleaders. And beyond that, just as hybrid cheers open to anybody hybrid fit is going to be open to anybody even the parents of these cheerleaders if, if they want to get some personal training and stuff like that and so that's the next aspect of hybrid that we're going to develop
1: yeah and then i think uh moreover you know hybrid is going to turn into athletics in general just like yeah we that's about.
0: Uh, every time I, I tell somebody what i'm doing with hybrid the quickest way i tell somebody is hey i'm starting an athletics company it's, it's the easiest descriptor. We're doing so much more, but it's the easiest way. It's about sports. It's not really general fitness. We're way more about sport fitness and not just for professional and elite and college level athletes. This is anybody who wants to be an athlete. I'm not elite, but I consider myself you know involved in athletics with my ultras
1: and stuff right and and it's just yeah it's going to be sports specific training for eventually we'll open our doors um you know hopefully the the sooner the better but it started with cheer but we want to we want to bring on the the staff that allows us to open our doors to people who want to play soccer in college and want to any sport that you can play at the collegiate level and even if you don't want to go to college or you're past that time in your life Anybody who wants to develop those skills necessary to do it recreationally or competitively—that's what we want these facilities that we open across the United States to be. And we're starting with cheer, uh, but it is is going to be far more than that. So.
0: so, so, so the one the one piece that I missed was the the business model component, which is hybrid cheer is is, I guess, mobile might be the right word, but like Bonnie said, they'll travel around to these different gyms and stuff like, th- like that. Hybrid Fit is going to be doing the same thing, traveling with Hybrid Cheer, but we are also going to have our base in Jacksonville for now. And as Bonnie said, we are going to open up other locations with time where hybrid cheer and hybrid fit and every other aspect of hybrid eventually operates out of. So that's kind of how it's going. It's not just one gym in Jacksonville where we're doing these things. It's honestly all over the country and Jacksonville is really just our headquarters. I think the next, uh, sport that I'll probably dip into is, is running because there are just so many people that, that do it. And I'm, I'm sure I will, uh, end up getting my running certification next in, in coaching. I've had people even ask me, are you, are you a running coach? Just because I know so much about it. I probably don't even need a certification to do it, but I would like to, and I wanna keep
1: learning, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I and I, one thing that I wanna say too before we, we wrap this up is that the podcast, you know, 2022, I have a feeling is, is, well, not I have a feeling, it's up to us, so this is what I wanna see happen. I This podcast, as we just explained everything on the business front and sort of what we have planned, you know, This podcast is really going to be us talking about and sharing our experience, not only working with these athletes and what we experience coaching and training and results we find, as well as literature that we've run into and just sort of talking about that but it's also going to be uh, us talking and reflecting on the business development side of things, how things are going, like what our thoughts and feelings are along the step of the way, what struggles have we found doing new things, and we've sort of explained this before in early episodes of the podcast, but you know, with Ryan and I here, like I said, it's gonna be very consistent, and as things really start to ramp up, which we're in a completely different boat than we were last year doing the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting in our warehouse right now. Um, it's gonna be... Going to be, there's going to be a lot for us to share and reflect on. And so that's what 2022 is going to look like on the podcast front. So, for anybody who is looking for a podcast that kind of touches on mindset, fitness, um, entrepreneurship, that's going to be the topic of the conversation. Whether it's all three in one or it's just one that day, it's going to be a mix of all of that. And it, they're going to, the conversations will stay candid, just like this one. You know, we're not really going to script anything or have a plan going into it but rather just kind of let the conversation develop how it develops and we will have no shortage of content.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm fired up in it. I think it's very accurate. It's going to be very consistent. The The one thing that we're going to have to think about moving forward, touching on a little bit of the, the development side is we're going to have to figure out how to manage this and hopefully, um, offload a lot of the responsibilities of the little details of like editing reels and and thumbnails and stuff like that and hopefully I, I know i think you said you wanted to find a social media person so if we the sooner we can get that the more content
1: we're We, can we are in the position where we are actually about to hire some full-time employees like that's where this has gotten to um i already have i have our payroll service set up i have all of the i've gone through so much it's insane on the business front like i've learned so much it's just absolutely ridiculous and that's all stuff I want to share like if you are at a point where you're going to bring on employees like how do you do that and and um, so marketing is one of the things that I one of the types of employees that I really want to bring on so that we don't have to worry about keeping up with all that stuff and can focus where our focus should be so um, yeah moving forward that's definitely going to be something that we have here pretty soon Awesome man well, well that was great and uh, I'm glad we got to catch up today dude that felt so good I'm so excited to be back it is literally uh, I'm, I'm so excited I, I like I don't want to stop because it feels so good to be podcasting again but I'm
0: thinking I, I you know I was I was thinking that maybe we would just do one more like one podcast before I got there but now that everything's set up it's like oh, we might as well do one every week again until I get there
1: dude I, I'm yep I'm down I'm here I'm ready to rock and here roll, we so. are
0: we're back we're back for people. Tuning in, 2022
1: y'all. is the year of hybrids i'm telling you mark my words the year of hybrids and it's only going up from here
0: all right well thanks for tuning in y'all and we will see you next week see y'all